you see their stories on the news. There's a lot of talk about immigrants, about migrants, refugees, asylees, but who are they really? Jorge Zapata works on the border. He ministers to them. He knows border patrol agents. He understands from being right there and living among them. He'll help us understand a little differently. Stay tuned for Good God. Welcome to Good God, conversations that matter about faith and public life. I'm your host, George Mason, and I'm pleased to welcome to the program today, Jorge Zapata. Jorge, uh, glad to have you with us. Thank you, sir. Jorge is the Associate Coordinator of the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship of Texas and the founder of Heart for Kids, yes, a program uh, dealing with uh, kids along the border, yes. uh, especially those who are uh, in vulnerable uh, state uh, yes. because of their migrant status and, and the like. And so we have a lot to talk about in that regard, okay. Jorge, because of your uh, passion for uh, these um, fellow human beings who uh, find themselves in a migrant status mm -hmm. and are uh, incredibly needy uh, as they come to us crossing the border. Yes. And you've lived in, uh, uh, along the border uh, in Harlingen now um, yes. and, and continue to serve in that way. And, and one of the things I've, I've learned from you uh, is, is that the, the, the common representation of the circumstances along the border is not always an accurate picture. Yes, uh, the, 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 there's another story to tell, one that's based upon your um, living among and being mm -hmm. present with people. Uh, what would you like people to know about the circumstances these days at the border? Well, uh, the, the crisis that we have, or uh, there's, a, um, there's a big need Mm -hmm. uh, these people uh, come with uh, <clears throat> fleeing from violence and poverty. And uh, I heard so many stories from uh, mm -hmm. the Central American people, and make, they make you cry. Yes. Uh, you have to hold on back your tears uh, and become strong because those, those stories are so, uh, uh, so sad. Mm -hmm. Some of those moms, mm -hmm. what they go through, what I have seen the children go through. I myself, being a, a migrant, I was born in Mexico. Um, uh, I was here undocumented for, from the age of uh, one, I was here, uh, we came over a year and a half, I was one and a half years old, mm -hmm. and I became a U.S. citizen at the age of 12. Okay. And uh, knowing that life, uh, knowing that, uh, you know, we went in back and forth into Mexico, and um, having that fear that, what if I w we were taken back into Mexico, how would it happen to me? Yes, that was a fear, you know, and that's what we see here in, in the United States. The the migrants have come in, mm -hmm. especially the children that came in as babies. Mm -hmm. I've been a pastor for thirty two years, and I saw I helped a lot of families that just uh, they arrived with their babies, uh, and and the, why they came here because they were trying to give the children a better life. That's why I'm here. My dad wanted me to have a better life, mm -hmm. and I have. And uh, so now I can relate to these migrant uh, families that are coming in into yes. the United States right now. Uh, I know the circumstances. I, I saw my parents going through a lot, mm -hmm. and, um, and we had to work to help my parents. So now uh, what we see on the border seems like reliving my life, but uh, through, the, through the life of 
now a new generation families yes uh, but now I'm right on the head uh, right on the, uh, on the front lines yes. what am I gonna do about it Jorge, you, you you talked about the fear that yes, uh, you lived with uh, for the first 12 years of your life mm -hmm. uh, what does that do to a child uh, to a family that lives with this constant sense of looking over their shoulder and wondering what will happen to them next well um, that fear, uh, you think about your future. Mm -hmm. You know, how long uh, I'm gonna be here. You're enjoying your life here. You, your life is, you know, when I was here and I grew up, as a, for me, I was an American citizen, mm -hmm. but I was not. Mm -hmm. I grew up uh, in kindergarten, first grade, saluted to the American flag mm -hmm. and pledged allegiance to the flag. And we sang and, and all those songs uh, uh, that we sang in, for, uh, you know, in school. But still, you, you, that was in the back of your mind, you didn't belong here. Yes. Uh, you wish you could be here, but uh, you wish you were a citizen. And uh, by, but going back home, uh, we went to reality. Yes. School was like a future, mm -hmm. a better living. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's <coughs> where that dream of becoming someone Yes. You know, uh, my dad, uh, when we were back home, he will let us know, you want to work hard. You want to mm -hmm. be in the sun uh, from six in the morning to six at night. Uh, if you don't get an education, you're going to be like me. Mm -hmm. you know, he, my, own, my dad only had a first grade education. So uh, he was a migrant worker. He was. He, he came here when the time, yes, when the time where uh, <laughs> they led, uh, there was called abraceros. Well, the, they came in to work in the so agriculture The guest fields. worker program. Yes. Yes, okay. And he, my mom and him was one of them. Uh, okay. But my mom was a U.S. citizen living mm -hmm. in Mexico. I see. Uh, and um, so um, my dad had lived all his life doing this, uh, no education at all, and they didn't know how to write or read. Yes. And, but when uh, we were born, he wanted to give us a better life. And <coughs> so we, we have often complicated legal status yes, uh, with, with folks. So here you are, uh, born in Mexico, living undocumented as a child. Mm -hmm. uh, your father, but your mother is a, Mex is a United States citizen, yes. and she was living in Mexico, yes. and then to get, together the family is in the U.S., but mm -hmm. different, different status. Yes. And this is true for a lot of, of, of folks who are living in the shadows in the yes. United States at this point, right? Uh, wondering about what their future is, and yet they're often working and contributing, many mm -hmm. times paying taxes, yes. avoiding any possible confrontation with the law. Yes, uh, yes. And now uh, things mm -hmm. seem to be even more anxious for them because of the recent ice raids, for instance, in, yes. in Mississippi. What are you seeing among this population now? What are you hearing from them? Well, there's fear. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, they don't know if they get out of the house going to, uh, going to work, they're going to be stopped. Yes. Uh, and a lot of them are, they, they don't want to, they go at, you know, a speed limit. They don't want to break the law right, because right. if I get stopped, I know, you know, they're going to be yes. pulled. Uh, so a lot of people are living with that anxiety, the children. Yes. Uh, they have that, uh, also that anxiety, but what if mom or dad is being taken away? Mm -hmm. You know, my mom, 
was a U.S. citizen. My dad wasn't. Yes. All right. And so you could have been separated. Yes. Your parents separated, children separated from the, as yeah. we have seen mm -hmm. uh, in, in these recent times yes. with family separation. So um, the, the border itself is, there's um, the, the question about the nature of borders mm -hmm. between countries. You've lived there and you, you, you see it as not something that's a strict line in, in no. the ground, but as a, a kind of um, way of looking at the way people relate to one another across mm -hmm. cultures. Uh, what reflections about borders can you give us from your experience? Well, growing up, I saw the, the difference. For, for me, it was a bridge, a river. Yes. And you, been living in the United States, you see the abundance of the, the, the Rio Grande Valley is an agriculture uh, community. Yes. And you see the abundance, but you cross the border just like the moment you go into the Mexican side, you see the poverty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, know, you see right on the bridge, children and, and, and moms are asking you for money. Yes. Uh, and as you walk in uh, into the downtown area, yeah, it's it's totally different, you know. Right. Uh, why? What makes a difference? A river, right? There is abundance. Yes. And a river on the on the south side of the river is poverty. And I and I and now that I've lived, when I came to pastor in East Texas, I saw that it, there's no difference because you see, in the city there's the rich side, and the poor side. <laughs> well, right, right. A railroad yes. divides the community. Mm -hmm. Or, a, or a, a highway or a street divide. So, I mean, you see abundance, children on the poverty side, they, they drive and say, wow, they see these big houses, mm -hmm. uh, nice cars, uh, and, but then you go back to your, to your neighborhood, you go into the misery, and that's, that's what we see in the so, borders. So, what we're really talking about is nature itself yes. knows no borders. Yes. The river doesn't understand where it is. No. You know, the... Uh, the, the, the land itself doesn't understand which side of a, of a map it's on mm -hmm. uh, for a country. But what we, what we do see is economic disparity, yes, uh, opportunity difference, educational difference. And this comes from a long history of the way people uh, view um, life together and prosperity and business and investment and all those sorts of things. So when we, when we talk about trying to solve some of the desperation that is occurring at the border, uh, it, it seems that the, the challenge is not just whether we have a, a, an easier access across the border, but whether there's opportunity in uh, Mexico and in Central America for people to live and thrive in their own communities. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you see us addressing that as a nation uh, that would completely change the nature of this? Do you have thoughts about that? Well, I always think about that. Uh, you know, uh, when I came to Pastor in East Texas, first time I've ever been around a lot of white people. Mm -hmm. I come from the border, right? And it was the I, I was not a, a minority. I was a majority. And when I arrived to East Texas, I was a minority. 
and then um, the Hispanics started to grow. Yes. And, and uh, the county officials, city officials from uh, from the uh, the city I was uh, pastoring, they called me in. How can we help the Hispanics? Yes. And uh, first of all, that I said, we need to educate you on on the culture. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, because it seems like they're invading our country. They're invading our city. They're invading our our our. our and we're county. hearing this language of invasion yes, more and more. Yes. yes. But if you uh, understand this, it already happened many years back when mm-hmm. the migrants were coming from Europe. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, there was an invasion of North America. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But now it's is Latinos uh, that are major, um, becoming a majority, and uh, but. But but we, we should also point out that Texas itself was, was previously yes. Latino, right? Yes, I mean, it yes. was it, it, this was uh, Texas. Is, it's not as if we uh, that white American Texans mm-hmm. were here all along. Yeah, so. my, uh, my my cousins, they, they, I mean, all my family comes from uh, Spain. Yes. So my cousins that were got they came here first. They they were, they've been here before the United States was the United States was the United States. Exactly. Uh, you know, yes, yes. my wife is Native American. Uh, you know, and she's been here, and she lived in Texas. Her family, right? So you know, uh, we. So who is an American? Who is an American? Really, who's an American? Yes, yes. You know, now the other thing that I see that we call ourselves Americans, right? And you see it on TV. Yes, we Americans. uh, uh, But for for us, like Latinos, we live on the border. Well, everybody's American, even in Mexico. I had exactly. to tell the Border Patrol right. when he asked, are you American as a citizen? I said, sir, I'm a U.S. citizen. If, you, if someone comes in, mm-hmm. you ask an American citizen, he understands that he lives in the continent American. Yes. He's an American. Right. But you're going to put him in, 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 in jail because he, he said he was an American. You need to change your vocabulary saying, yes. are you a U.S. citizen? Because so words matter. Yes. 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 And so, you know, it's education. Yes. Uh, as, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then now that we're, I lived in East Texas, work with a lot of Central American. I understand the culture. Yes. Understand why they were here. I, 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 I live on the border with the Mexican and I learned the culture that I learned that I was not Mexican. I was more more of a, a U.S. citizen than than, yes. uh, uh, than, uh, than a Mexican because my I, I noticed that, that hey this is not my culture and I thought I, I was Mexican. Uh, yes, and in my mind, but my lifestyle was not Mexican. Well, let's let's put a comma there for a moment. We're going to take a break and yes. come back. And I'd really like to pursue more of this language of culture. Uh, what is a culture? Because uh, you, you've talked about different cultures, and I think at the heart of a lot of what's going on right now in our conversation about immigration, it's, it's this question of culture. So yeah. uh, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Okay. Thanks, Jorge. The Good God Program is a project of Faith Commons, a nonprofit organization that I founded in 2018 to promote the common good. Think of a commons on a campus and how you can bring all your faith and people from all corners of the campus together. Think of the city that way. Think of the country that way. Faith Commons aims to bring people together to promote greater understanding and peace throughout our communities. You can find more information about it at faithcommons.org. We're back with Jorge Zapata who works on the border uh, as a minister, uh, as uh, an agent of relief and comfort and uh, an encourager to those who are um, 
in our country uh, whose status is sometimes uh, uncertain. Uh, and he's been teaching us uh, a great deal, I think, about uh, what the mentality and the experience is of, of migrant persons. Uh, Jorge, we were talking a bit about culture. Yes, sir. So uh, there is a sense uh, in which much of the anxiety of white Americans today is that there is a growing presence of uh, Latinx persons mm -hmm. in America bringing a different way of life with them, a uh, different culture that is somehow infringing upon uh, an established culture that feels more um, American, yes. uh, U United States, uh, as you said earlier. Uh, but culture is a it is not an easy thing to define. When, when you talk about how you, you thought maybe that you had more of a Mexican culture, but mm -hmm. you realized you were more part of a U.S. culture, yes, what would be some indicators of that? How, how is that different? Well, being around the Latinos that I was pastoring, yes. I immediately I found out that I ate Mexican food from the border. Yes. It's more uh, uh, Tex-Mex, we call it. Tex yes, right, Tex-Mex, not but really then, Mexican. Not really Mexican. Yeah. But then you come uh, to a family that are from Mexico, and their, their, their food is totally different than ours to taste. Right. And then you visit the Latinos from Central America, it's totally different than the Mexican food. Yes. And then South America. And um, I started learning that my, my vocabulary, I was pastoring and I was preaching in Sunday mornings after my sermons, a lot of my church members came and said, Pastor, I didn't understand a lot of, a lot of things you were saying. I said, well, why, why do you say? You were both speaking Spanish. Yes, I thought I was speaking Spanish. Yes. I was doing a lot of Tex-Mex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I had a gentleman that he was from uh, uh, Ciudad Cunha. He he was he was bilingual. Yes. He he uh, speaks perfect Spanish, and I said, you, you know what? Sit in the front, and and uh, get all my text words, text okay. words, and write them down for me. Yes. And every Sunday he had about from fifty to sixty words. Oh my that I was saying during my sermon that I didn't know that I, I really thought it was Spanish. You know. Oh, that's so interesting. And yeah. he he was doing a great job. And uh -huh. when I looked at for wow. Uh -huh. I, I need to correct myself. I need to start. Okay, back. so this is an important distinction, I think. You're talking about language, you're talking about food. Yes. But when people have anxiety about culture, I don't think it's about food or language. I mm -hmm. think there is a there is a perception that there's a difference in our understanding of our humanity, yes. our values, our faith, uh, that feels threatening to us. But Jorge, do you, do you see those differences? Are, are, do, do, do people value family differently? Do they value goodness and kindness differently? Uh, or, or have we made something more than it is here? No, it's, everything is common. Yeah. There's a lot of things in common. Right. It's just our economical. It's, it's economics. Economics. Right. It's, you know that mm -hmm. we have, we love, the Latino culture is a very friendly culture. Yes. Uh, it's a very hardworking culture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you hardly will see Latinos uh, asking for food and uh, 
right. uh, on the streets because it is a big no-no. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, um, I remember self-reliance is a big yes value. You know, my yes. dad always told us, "God gave you two hands and two feet. Yes. Don't ever be begging for money. You know, right. Uh, right. You go beg for money because you're lazy." You know, so, he, so what does it feel like to people who hear the accusation that there is an invasion of of people who simply want to get public benefits and they want to, they want handouts what is it no, what does it feel like to people who hear that that uh, that is a big lie yeah uh, because I was working uh, when I was in East Texas this is where I learned a lot of uh, working with the federal government and, and state and, and county I learned a lot of the laws yes. and I, I used to interpret in the courtroom in the district mm -hmm. and county and city court and I, I got to learn a lot of laws, and when the amnesty program came in, I learned a lot of immigration laws. Mm -hmm. If you were here uh, with a green card, mm -hmm. and you apply for food stamps, you will be disqualified, and you will be, you will be deported. Uh -huh. If any public, if you applied that you want to go into a, a housing, you, uh, mm -hmm. a government housing, mm -hmm. if you want, uh, uh, you know, Medicaid or whatever, if you a regular uh, a green card person, you'll be disqualified from becoming a U.S. citizen. Yes, you'll be deported. Now, uh, like uh, an undocumented, he cannot apply. It's uh, right. any anyone, right. anybody who works for the government, they cannot apply and, and immediately. Y you're you're going no, to be deported. They're not. Yes, yeah. and, and they they don't uh, they don't get no benefits from the government. Right. You know the only benefits they get is when they they walk in, they put them in the in those uh, processing centers that you know they have light, they have uh, well, air right. You know right. that's, but that's the only thing. But they don't have any 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 yes. uh, benefits. They don't receive benefits, and that's a big lie. And I've been hearing it for so many years. Yes, and. and I work. I'm a. I work with the public. I work with families. I work with government, mm -hmm. uh, along with the government. I don't with the government. But I, uh, I have helped interpret for, uh, 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 for the food stamps office mm -hmm. when I was in East Texas, and uh, I can assure that though no one was uh, qualified for that because. It, yeah. You have to be a U.S. citizen. So this is about making political points. It's not sure. about actually solving the problems no, of, no, of people no. here. Yeah. But there's, there's another thing you and I have talked about, and that is that we have um, sometimes a misperception of uh, the actual Border Patrol agents mm -hmm. and the people who are trying to uh, enforce the laws and yes. to deal with, with those who are coming across the border in various ways. How would you characterize uh, the difference between many people's perception of them and the reality of the people you know? Well, I've been dealing with the Border Patrol since I was a child, and they're there to protect the borders, mm -hmm. you know, since I know, since I know about that. Uh, but now that I've been working the, on the border, and now that this, uh, with the refugees that are coming in, um, I went on a tour with the Border Patrol, and I was in the van with them with the, were several pastors. And, and we're, it, this was in El Paso, Texas. And we got to a, a right under the bridge that had apprehended 40 um, uh, refugees coming from Central America. And they were already on the U.S. side. Mm -hmm. The Border Patrol uh, agent said, um, you want to stop and minister to these people? Mm -hmm. 
And I looked at him, can we do that? I thought it was against the law. I said, no, sir, you can mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and said, before you get off, um, look at the faces. Nice. They're, they're afraid. Mm -hmm. uh, they look, look at the children that hold on to mom's leg or the dad's leg. Yes. The young girls that were there, very like, holding on to each other. Seeing that, that and uh, you know, uh, to understand how we can get down and minister to them. Yes. And, uh, and he said, give them some hope. So what we're saying here is that Border Patrol agents do not establish policy. No. They, don't, uh, th they don't decide what they're supposed to do. They're simply doing their job. But there's uh, a, a human kindness in them that, that you've seen. Yes, sir. And that we should respect in the work that they do. Uh, in my family, uh, there's uh, family members that are in the Border Patrol. Mm -hmm. My son-in-law. Mm -hmm. He's with uh, Homeland Security with U.S. Uh, with the Customs. Yes. And, and our nephew works for the Border Patrol, and he works in the Processing Center. Mm -hmm. And he's burned out. He's mm -hmm. tired. Yes. You know, uh, as I've been working on the border uh, with some pastors that are helping refugees on, uh, in the churches, I've seen pastors. I see their faces burn out. The, the, yeah. the volunteers in the church burn out. Mm -hmm. And it's just been two months. Yes. And I and I told myself, and I was as I always observing, in, uh, mm -hmm. and I said, uh, if these pastors in two months they're burned out, how about a border patrol agent? Yes. They are. They're tired. They're working long hours. Yes. Uh, you know they are. They are there. Like uh, what the border patrol told me that. They didn't. They didn't apply to become uh, uh, babysitters. Mm -hmm, right. Right. They didn't apply to become uh, uh, social workers. They didn't right. apply. Uh, They're being asked to do things to do that things. they never yes. had been trained yes. to do, yes. and the the facilities and resources are uh, makeshift very often. Yes. And we are doing charitably with the churches and mm -hmm. uh, helping organizations what, what can be done. Uh, but there is systemic change that has to happen, isn't yes. there? Uh, the border is totally different. It's a different world than what is in Dallas, yes. Houston, uh, Chicago. On the border, there's a lot of border agents that are sitting in the pews of a lot of Christian churches. Yes. And, uh, and some agents, because they attend a Hispanic church, they might be sitting with some undocumented Church members. Uh -huh. and, and as a pastor, what do you do? Wow, yes. You see, and when you hear all these negative things about the, they say about the Border Patrol, you have, I had five agents sitting in my pews. And they do not look around them to try to figure out when services are over, how can I arrest these people? They they are they are civilians, not as yes. If they were they're working like they said, if I see my brother in Christ and I have my uniform and I'm doing my job, I want to have to yes, uh, you know, apprehend him. Right. Uh, I will hate to do that, but that's I'm I was I was hired and I right. and I pledged to protect my, the borders of the United States right. of America. Right. And they are humans. They're, they they have feelings. They have children. They have a wife. They have a husband. Right. Uh, and, and and on the border, it's it's different than 
then you know you might have an agent here, but we might have if we have agents over there. There are uh, pastors' sons that are border patrol. There are uh, a lot mm -hmm. of them are. I, I know a lot of border patrol. There are there are uh, uh, children of uh, some of my friends yes. and, and pastors and and deacons and right. you know. Um, but you know, my, my like my son-in-law. He's a, a, a custom agent, a U.S. Mm -hmm. custom agent, and um, I know him. He's a great dad. He's a, he's a great father, a great son-in-law, and, and you know when I hear uh, stories like this, uh, well, it, it bothers me. I don't get angry. It just bothers me because right. you know those people that are may have reported came to the to the border and saw something, they reported immediately, but. They don't see the full picture. No, sir. Right. I, right. I, 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 you know, I receive mission groups. I, yes. I receive a mission group from uh, Tennessee. Yes. And there were about 70 of them. Uh, the majority were youth. They were all excited to come see the border wall. They were all excited to go uh, and see the, uh, the, the levees from the, and the river because mm -hmm. they hear about it in the yes. news. They've seen it for so many years. And, um, and I, I arranged for them to, to do three things. Go feed the refugees uh, at the McAllen with the Catholic Charities uh, yes. Center. Visit the border, the border wall mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and visit the Rio Grande. Mm -hmm. And it's to be educational for them. Yes. When they came and they were with the refugees, they were crying. Mm -hmm. right. And they said, it's not what we hear in the news. When I took them to the border wall, we were out there in the levee, there's cameras all over. Uh, well, immediately, when they see a lot of people on the border, they think, hey, they, you can see a group of people coming. Well, the uh, a border patrol car came, uh, drive, uh, came and stopped. What are y'all doing here? I said, well, I'm teaching them about the border wall and, and immigration. And I asked him, can you do me a favor? Can you teach him about your job? What do you do? Your mm -hmm. He started telling them, he, you know, very friendly. Yes. And, and he said, um, and told them, we have refugees coming in, you know, uh, by the hundreds, by the, sometimes by uh, over a thousand. And also we have people crossing drugs. Mm -hmm. And they tell him about their, his, his work during yes. the day and during the nights. And, and I think, can they get the picture with, with you on the, on, on the Border Patrol car? Mm -hmm. And they all were standing there and they said, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a memory for them. And so you're really humanizing this yes, and sir. helping people to understand it differently from just the distance of their geography and also the media mm -hmm. uh, in, in those portrayals. Hoy, there's so much more we could talk about, yes, but sir. you've helped us so much to understand a little differently. And thank you for the education. Uh, and we pray for you and your ministry thank ongoing. You very much. And we're grateful for all that you do. Thank you. God bless thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Okay. Good God is created by Dr. George Mason, produced and directed by Jim White. Guest coordination and social media by Upward Strategy Group. Good God. Conversations with George Mason is the podcast devoted to bringing you ideas about God and faith and the common good. All material copyright 2019 by Faith Commons.